1: When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
2: All right, we're back again. It's Thursday. It's Luke and
3: Pete Shaw. How are you doing, Luke Moore? I'm good. Reeling from Monday's effort to put to bed once and for all that crucial poison versus venom
2: debate. If you get bitten by a horse, it's poison. But if you bite a horse, you're in trouble. That Man was bites the, horse. That, that was the uh, that was the thing that we
3: learned. My best friend uh, got bitten by a horse. Oh, best friends. Yeah, my best <laughs> friend, apart from you, Pete, best got bit, got bitten by a horse on holiday in Devon, I believe, with his um, with his family. Look, mate, I used to have to cross a horse's field every
2: morning to go to secondary school and I was bitten on more than one occasion because the farmer spe- specifically put his cuntiest horses in them you know, <laughs> so, to, to stop people walking across. But I was like, no, right of way, I'm a rambler. Oh, my God. Can
3: I tell you perhaps,
2: perhaps throw a snowball um, at the hospital on more than one occasion.
3: I actually. bet you did. Yeah, yeah I bet get away from me, bitey. Well, big target, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I can I please tell you. You give me an it's been in a second. I want to tell you. I'm going to I'm going to change the, I'm not going to mention the names to protect the innocent. Mm. Let me please tell you one of the most ridiculous stories I've ever heard which has just come to me thinking about um what you just said there. Right. Give me an it's been. It's been. Right. Once uh, a a person I know um, became very good friends with a uh, a fam- I guess like a family friend and they used to go on holiday together right and um and he was you know quite a bit older than than, than the person I'm talking about and, and they, they became good pals and everything and he like i say they used to go- they were such good friends with the family they used to go on holiday together mm. down to um i think it might have been the lake district something like that up, up north or whatever mm. and um sadly the guy um contracted a, a a serious disease it might have been cancer and and died at quite a young age an, yeah. an untimely death if you like and um this affected my friend quite badly mm. to the point where they um they were a teenager, so they were like quite angsty and emotional and all the rest of it as as we all were then and the the the, the guy's dying wish was to have his ashes scattered um where they used to go on holiday together mm. and so they all went up and did that um but the person I know took the death so badly that they surreptitiously went back to the scene of the uh, scattering of the ashes, stole some in a Ziploc bag, and took them home.
2: Wow. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? Later
3: on, they realized what they'd done and had to um, get them back to that area uh, under cloak of darkness, surreptitiously again, to put them back and lay everything to rest as it should have been. I mean, ashes are such a weird thing. What
2: was I listening to where, um... You, have you ever done anything that bad, Pete? Because for you, even no, for you, that's, that's bad. That's bad. I always imagine that, um... Because you make soap out of, uh... You make soap out of, like, fat and stuff. So, like, yeah. I imagine you could probably make some pretty decent soap out of, uh, out of ash. No, that's not my... ash. Why
3: not? It's, it's the fat content you need. Why not, though, I thought, I, Look, people will tell us why not. Um... <laughs> We promised on Monday after that horrific start to the show. What was I, what was I listening to? Where
2: somebody scattered some ashes and a wind blew them onto the children's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what show I was listening to. And I Oh, is that, that real? Please tell me that's well, real. They, they, uh, oh, I think it may it may have even have been an alternative football podcast. Somebody threw. I think it might have been uh, it might have been Barry Glentenig telling the story. Out they threw, they threw, You're out of order. There. <laughs> got to check on the uh, competition. Yeah, uh, he threw the he threw. The, Ashes into the air, and the kids are eating ice cream and it flew back into their ice cream. What do you do before someone it's,
3: tearfully said it's what he would have wanted
2: <laughs> i think but I think in that i think in any other situations like like just acid you just so kind of like i mean what does it actually mean it's a beautiful statement, it's a beautiful idea, it's very romantic, but fundamentally, what does it actually do
3: I mean what you know well that I mean that is assuming that not for me clive no for you I, I understand your let me put this correctly. I understand your outlook on life, and so <laughs> I, I I get what you mean. But there, there is there is a place. I think I spoke
2: about on this podcast before. There's a place near Texas where they put uh, dead bodies um, that have been donated to them in like really weird positions, like in car boots, and uh, put them to study out, them, right? To Study yeah. how how the body stuff. Yeah. Sort
3: of yeah, it's so interesting. I'll be up for that. Um, we we will have emails in a wee bit because that's by far I don't know about you, people, but it's my my, my favourite part of the show. But mm. before that. We trialled this on Monday's show, and I really do feel like it's an elephant in the room because I know how much this means to you, Pete, and we like to have a laugh on this show right? and uh, have a little chuckle and all the rest of it, but some things are beyond laughter and should be tackled seriously. Um, do you feel comfortable talking about the decline of Maplin? <laughs> I, or, or as I like to
2: call it, Maplins. <laughs> I went in there yesterday and... I took out a two-year insurance policy on a 60 quid HMI cable, <laughs> saluted, and then left. Did <laughs> you get hold of any good liquidated stock? <laughs> no, but I, the thing about, thing, it, my dad texted me this, said, hey, Matt has gone out of business, get down there, there'll be cheap, some, some, some cheap, 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 cheap stuff. And I am going doesn't work like that. That, especially with electronics, they are eminently resellable. They'll just go not if they
3: have got Maplin stamped on them. No, that's true. But I'm looking on, at a Maplin cable here. On,
2: on brand, we should get some spares. On brand Maplin stuff. Well, they'll just they'll just get you know they'll just get sold on Amazon as liquidated stock. But they, they won't get any cheaper. It won't. It will not get any
3: cheaper, Luke. I'm afraid. Um, it's very upsetting. Obviously, it's not a laughing matter. Chiefly because people will lose their jobs, and no. that's never a good thing. Um, but you are a, a huge consumer of maplin's electronic goods i'm and an avid mapliner I, to the point of where i bought a secret santa present from maplin um and the way we did secret santa a couple of years ago was that we just all piled it in and we picked one at random mm. i was desperately hoping you would get uh, my one because i bought a little sabutio nightlight, nightlight from maplin's yeah. <laughs> and i knew that you'd love it one but also you'd know it's from maplin's and that would have extra significance i'm scared for you. of uh, the dark as well so. you are exactly very much so so well, I mean how do you dreadful what are you going to do now then what you, well there's very Curry's ice- PC world or? well that's what I mean it's a location though isn't it Mapping, what is it about mappers, mappers that you like uh, convenience if you need
2: something in a hurry because the thing about electronics and stuff is you need it now don't you you don't got you like you don't go to like a, a a plumber a plumber's trade. Uh, you know, like the shops that sell like plumbing s- supplies to like the trade or whatever. Yeah, Howdens, uh, you need Howdens, yeah. Howdens, or Maybe. you know,
3: Checkatrade dot Trade point. Well, that's different, isn't it? Trade Point.
2: Yeah, <laughs> is Checker trade not betting? I, I think uh,
3: Checkatrade's for um for like rated people, like make sure oh, you get right, okay, yeah, no, tradesmen. Yeah. yeah,
2: so that sort of thing.
3: Oh, Checker trade. they've got the checkered red trophy stop saying it wow
2: yeah, that's pretty good isn't it they have, done, haven't they done well yes
3: Pete they have a marketing game
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I, 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 whenever you're doing a job you need the stuff now you don't want to wait until tomorrow or the next day for, for Amazon Prime to get their arse in the gear if they've even got it in stock but, but no, Maplands, you can walk in
3: Get yourself a coaxial cable and leave. Yeah, but no, but that's only part of their business. No, no one thinks, right? I want to get. A, you know what I need? I've, I've wanted a new hi-fi for ages. I'm going into Matt. No, and exactly. One
2: well, that's their problem, isn't it? Selling disco lights and bloody um, Arduino's, isn't it? You're not going to that. So, what are
3: you going to do instead? Uh, I'll get my drones elsewhere. Thank you very much. It won't be a live when we do like live shows for some of our shows. We're fucked.
2: We are absolutely no. Fucked. Well,
3: it won't be for me. It won't be a, a, a sort of um, a definitive live show experience without you disappearing for an hour to go to Maplin's to get some cables you yeah. forgot.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm not. A, you know, that, that's been taken out of my hands. We still forget stuff, though. Yeah. Yet I have the reputation for being forgetful and, and I, disorganized.
3: I, I'm comfortable with that. I mean, mine is. Yeah, it's mine terrible. is warranted. Yeah. Well, anything Very from right. everything from, um, it's been for you before we go into emails, Pete, what you've you been um, doing?
2: Well, I've just been mainly upset about Maplins to be honest. What yeah. have I been up to? No, mainly that's good. Been... All
3: right. I thought <laughs> I mean, it might be consuming people, you.
2: People talk about, people talk about uh, Maplands. though. There is a shop in, uh, is oh, it Beak Street? One of the Soho streets, anyway. Um, and basically it's gone out of business. It's, uh, it's this one here. I've got a picture of it. The deluxe cleaning, uh, wholesale look. invisible mending, uh, company limited, uh, and it's been there for, like, ages. Like, it's been there since I've yeah. been in, in Soho. It's, it's, you know, it's been there for, like... What um, does it do?
3: Like So it looks dress like, alterations a, so it's like
2: a 70s kind of... Um, it's a 70s shop front. But what they sell in there is not... It, it's not, like, alterations or anything like that. It's manga.
0: It's well, a, it's, we'll
2: it's, change it's a, the sign, then. Well, that's what I mean. Well, yeah. I, I have no idea how many magazines they sell, because there's nobody ever in there. I don't know what's going on, but it's just this kind of shop front that just sells... Like manga. It's page one not, stuff that. Change even, the <laughs> sign.
3: It's like, like we wouldn't we call this we wouldn't put this show out and call and, and call the series cricket. I'd have a crack.
2: Could do. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably do that. Um yeah. So like I, I just feel sorry for the people who His Business is closing down left, right, and centre at the moment. Well, Soho's changing so much. And I mm. I was arguing with uh, our good friend John about uh, the gentrification of uh, Soho. Um uh, Soho's all about dirt and Soho's all about
3: Well, food. you're absolutely right. If you walk through for people who aren't familiar with that particular area of London you used to walk through it and you would feel the edge and the interest and the seediness mm. and, the, and the sort of like the, the excitement I suppose especially at night time and now there's none of that it's like no. Pizza Express and, and yeah. shit like that isn't it dreadful um, yeah it's not same. dreadful you still live there though Hideo <laughs> so there's a bit of edge oh yeah let's do emails and let's have a little jingy
2: alright let's have a little jing. hang on let me find it I've not pressed one for a while let's uh, yeah. see Okay, Luke, don't gunge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue with the customers. Oh, yeah.
3: All right, then. Um, a few good emails last time around, weren't there? Oh, and I great think, emails, I think guys. We've, got, we've got a few more as well. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Oh, you go first. Okay, I've got one about sheep. I've got one about an amazing school trip, and that is amazing. And I've also got one about... Uh, what else have I got here? Oh, Stubbington Study Centre back in the room. What? So um, two about school trips, one about sheep. Shall I start with the one about sheep? All right, then. Okay, here we go. Um, this is from Neil. He says, hello guys, long time emailer, first time listener. Um, the reason, and this this is reference to a question. I said it was possibly a stupid question a couple of weeks ago where I said, how do sheep grow into these really complex organisms, like these mammals essentially, by only eating grass? How right. do they do it? Mm. Because we have to have a varied diet as human beings. And Neil's and, been I, in And touch. I disagreed with it. You did. Well, Neil's been in touch, Pete, and hopefully this will shed some light on the thorny issue. He says, that the reason sheep and all other ruminants, including cows, can subsist on a diet of primarily made up of grass is because of their multi-chambered stomachs.
2: Is that telling only half the story? Or that's just how it processes the, um, the the food itself.
3: Well, he's about to tell you. Right. These chambers allow for a more complete <laughs> digestion and extraction of nutrients from the grass or hay. Cows chewing cud is also a result of being ruminants, with the cud being regurgitated, partially digested grass that they chew a little more to squeeze out the extra vitamins. Uh, this also gives rise to the term ruminating on something, with cows looking as though they are contemplating. The reason I know this is an honours degree in zoology and a master's degree in animal welfare. I love that sign-off from Neil, because that we get that a lot. That is like the email, the the friendly Luke and Pete show email equivalent of saying, come at me, bro.
2: <laughs> I know what say, I'm talking about. Whatever you say next is going to be null and void, because I live this.
3: It's like that Tom Morello thing, isn't it, on Facebook? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Where he's talking about... Um, it's like Donald Trump or something. And someone comments and said, oh, you know, suddenly an, oh, this pop star is suddenly a political expert. And Tom Morello replies with, you don't have to have a master's degree in political science from Harvard to, uh, to have a comment on this or to have an opinion. However, I do have a master's <laughs> degree for political science from Harvard, so I do do that. Yeah.
2: Very good. Anyway. There's a disease that cows get, uh, and I think humans can get as well, where the, is it the, villus, the villi in the um, intestine uh, doesn't absorb nutrients.
0: Right.
2: So, it, so you know like uh, to make more surface area uh, there, there's like lumps and bumps in the uh, in the upper intestine I think it is. Okay. Um that becomes smooth and so This is a human thing, is it? I think humans and cows can get it the same, I think. And it becomes smooth and so the surface area is reduced and so it can't absorb quite so much nutrients and you get rather ill.
3: Wow. So there we go. Do you know, I mean maybe um Neil can has, has got <laughs> a, name on, that, a name for that. Uh, Help us out condition. mate. Uh, there we go. That's an email. We're starting the show. With an email about sheep. The nutrients are in there. No you just got to get it.
2: them out. <laughs>
3: Correct. And if you want to
2: get the nutrients Not out, to this
3: show. <laughs> feel, free,
2: feel free to vomit into your own mouth and chew the vomit yeah. uh, to get all your nutrients out. Or as we call it, cud. <laughs> uh, but do tip the waiter <laughs> yes. afterwards. Do do that. Yeah. Um, hello, Tom Byfield. Uh, good morning, chaps. I thought I'd regale you with a story that uh, was told to me by a good friend of mine over the weekend. My pal is a police officer and therefore must remain nameless. But he was telling me of some of the funniest stories that he discovered uh, whilst working on the force. His team were tipped off about a large drug deal that was going to be happening in an underpass in Bristol. They filled the underpass with undercover police officers and when uh, one slightly odd-looking gentleman carrying a brown paper bag entered the public toilet in the underpass, their interest was piqued. When the gentleman left the toilet five minutes later without said brown bag, they detained him for interrogation. Oh, hello. This, this sounds a little bit shady. I know. He would not tell them where the bag had gone or what was inside the bag, despite hours of questioning. Eventually he cracked uh, and admitted... Oh, God. <laughs> He admitted that he wasn't doing anything illegal, but had initially been too embarrassed to tell them what he'd actually been up to in the loo. Oh, God. Apparently this man's fetish was to buy a fresh loaf of bread from a baker's, take it into a public toilet, wipe the seat with the bread, and then sit on the toilet and eat it. Genuinely <laughs> oh, made... my God. Genuinely made three police officers gag. That is... Tom f- Byfield. Listen... Tom's That's a, niche, isn't it? That is
3: fucking niche. Tom is a long-term listener of a lot of our shows, and we we and we very very much appreciate it. That is <laughs> horrific, Tom. I don't know what that bloke's getting any getting out of that. It takes all sorts. I mean, there's maybe, nothing new under the sun, is there?
2: Maybe his Villas is a very a lot of surface area. He can take in all the nutrients of the toilet bowl. <laughs> I think. Oh, <laughs>
3: And I also think that it's a great badge of honor that if you can make like an experienced undercover police officer <laughs> gag, you've probably done something a little bit extreme because they've seen a lot over the years, I expect. Wowzers. That is incredible, isn't I just, it? I just, Do you know what? I would love some more undercover police officers to get in touch. Yeah, definitely. Don't make Real it ones. Up. Yeah, Real ones. stuff. Real stuff. <laughs> That's a problem when you Send says us like an that. anonymous picture of your badge <laughs> and gun. <laughs> and you'd shoot in a perp. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Perp. Yeah. Let's have a look at some of your case files, mate. Oh wait, yeah, oh wait, let us have a look, mate. Oh wait,
3: oh wait. Um, okay, let's do this because I mean, the Mother's Day present of last show has gone down very well, as you'd expect, and we don't deserve any credit for that. That comes from um, comes from the email who was called Chris, wasn't it, Chris Johnson? Yeah. But um, this is also a very good email about a school trip. Um, you'll love it, Pete. It's, it's very, very interesting. Um, from Jacob, and he says, uh, "Hello, gents." With the recent chat about cancelled school trips, I felt I had to get in touch about one that I went on in my early teens that wasn't officially cancelled, but went so badly it was never spoken of again. <laughs> um, presumably to promote the values of community, we were one of a number of schools in Leicester, Pete, you're that old neck of the woods? Nice. Uh, invited to the botanical gardens where some of the various buildings and outhouses had been converted into pretend businesses, mimicking the setup of a real town. Right. I love it. It's like Deadwood. Mm. Um, each school was assigned a role. Ours was something particularly dull, like town accountants. But one of the weirder <laughs> ones was the town police force, complete with a makeshift prison in a fenced-off courtyard. <laughs> this was presented as a place to be avoided, and minor infractions were punished with half an hour stints inside uh, the jail and lost points for the school and the bid to be the overall winners. See, see, this is a really... I don't know how long ago this is. But this is a really weird thing, like a really weird dynamic to do with school kids, don't you think?
2: <laughs> a little bit, yeah.
3: Because I understand you want to educate them about the real world and what things people do and stuff, but to take it to this extreme is mad. Anyway, oh, they, just, they, just seem a lot, they just seem unsupervised.
2: They could do with just being supervised. Well,
3: as you can probably imagine, Pete, um, Jacob goes on to say, as soon as the first couple of kids from our school had done their time, however, because they'd obviously been misbehaving, mm. word quickly spread... Um, that hanging about in the courtyard with your mates was actually a lot more fun than uh, rifling through stacks of Monopoly money. <laughs> so soon, almost every kid from our school, along with a couple of easily influenced outsiders, found themselves behind bars. Anyone who's read uh, Milgram's um, prison experiments, you know, back yeah, yeah. in the 60s, the Stanford thing, um, will question the idea of assigning kids the roles of prison guards and prisoners. But in this case, it was the police and guards from one of the city's more refined schools who were given the runaround. <laughs> right? You can imagine that, right? Yeah. There was a brisk trade in Pokemon cards and a gambling corner set up to play that game where you throw a 10p coin and was close to the wall without touching Mom. it. As soon as anyone was released, they would immediately commit another petty crime, <laughs> calling one of the police a dick would usually do the job and be marched straight back inside with a massive grin on their face. One kid even decided to cut out the middleman on his taste of freedom, scaled the small fence keeping us in, and reincarnate sorry reincarcerated himself to cheers from those of us still banged up. Suffice so okay. to say that our teachers weren't impressed, and while everyone else was in assembly uh, <laughs> where the winning school was announced, we were taken aside and given a dressing down, having brought shame on the school.
1: Wh- why
2: this like seems so un so badly supervised? This seems like that scene in Dumbo when. Um, all of the boys uh, become donkeys and they smoke cigars. Yes. They're just going they go at it by themselves and doing whatever that. they want.
3: How thin is that fabric of, uh, of society? <laughs> society. Pete? But you know what? This reminds me a bit of... Um, you know we launched a show called Berkhamstead Revisited about two girls reading yes. teenage yeah, diaries yeah, yeah, yeah. in a small town in, in Berkhamstead. It's very, very good. You should uh, you should listen to it. If you're listening to this, you'll like it. It's got an in-between this nostalgic sort of vibe. It's called Berkhamstead Revisited. Anyway, mm. um, the school that one of the girls, Laura, went to quite a well-to-do posh school mm. and how bad is this you'll hate this right how bad is this when they went on school trips and say one of them got caught smoking or misbehaving or whatever yeah. they were told to tell the people who spotted them that they weren't from Berkhamstead they were from Birkenhead <laughs> 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 which is obviously up near That's Liverpool incredible yeah so yeah. they would never get in trouble because that school was quite an, like, an illustrious like, right. private school and they didn't want the reputation to be damaged yeah just say you know, a bunch of poor people brilliant terrible fantastic I'm, I'm for that. Speaking as one of those poor people, <laughs> and so are you. You should be ashamed of that. Anyway, thanks for that, Jacob. Fantastic. That's one. Of, that's probably my favourite school trip gone awry. And as you all know, I am a huge fan of Stubbington Study Centre, so I don't say that lightly. <laughs> the Stubsters. Um,
2: <clears throat> we got one from uh, Chicago, Illinois. Hello to Israel Putnam. Hello, Good name. Israel Putnam.
3: Putnam's a great American name. Friend of mine's middle name is Putnam. Paul Putnam is the Curious
2: Orange from uh, This Morning with Richard, Not Judy. Yeah, I think we've said and that the before. ties ahead. My friend Mike Eastwood's been in the name Hi, boys. Hello. Sorry, boys. It's like Carlito Hi. in Carlito's way. Uh, during episode four, you expressed some incredulity about uh, people placing phone calls and somehow getting connected with the person they shouldn't. I heard an amazing story on this theme several years ago. I thought you might like to hear. I went to a school at a place called Wheaton College in Chicago, Illinois. Um, Illinois. Illinois. Uh, while I was there, one of our famous alumni came back to give us a lecture. The man was Dennis Hastert, who was the, or Hastert maybe, who was the Speaker of the House in the U.S. Congress from 1999 to 2007. Uh, during his speech, he told a story about being in his office in Washington D.C. on 9/11. Since the Speaker of the House is third in line for the presidency, he had one of those big red phones on his desk, like you see in the movies. It's very serious when that phone rings. Of course, yeah. Uh, As chaos was ensuing in the minutes after the planes had crashed at the Twin Towers, with everyone scrambling to find out what kind of attack was happening, the red phone rang. Whoa. I mean, so he's thinking, Air Force One has gone down or something. Do you
3: give it three rings? Do you answer straight away? You don't want to look too keen. If you look too keen, are you really fit to be the leader of the free world?
2: (laughs) In a film, it would be a glance. It would keep ringing. It would zoom in on the phone. And then the receiver would be picked up.
3: And then someone would go, Holy motherfucking
2: shit. (laughs) Mr. Hester froze for a second and then grabbed the receiver. Hello, he said. A provincial and somewhat annoyed voice on the other end said, Yeah, this is uh, Fred Wilson from Kankakee. (laughs) I've been trying to get through for nearly an hour. What the hell is going on up there? Mr. Haystert was bewildered at the identity of the caller, but recognised the location as a rural town in Illinois, which was the state he represented in Congress. After asking a few question uh, questions, Haystert uh, realised that through some mix-up, a random constituent from his home state had managed to get patched through to the doomsday phone in his office. <laughs> the congressman said, well, this is Dennis Haystert, Speaker of the House. Everything is going to be fine, and hung up. <laughs> yeah, Bluff it out Bluff oh, yeah. it out I wouldn't believe it Fake it fits. till you make it yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't believe it If I hadn't heard it Directly from the big man himself But uh, this has to be One of the all time
3: Mix ups in the history That's Of California That's fantastic isn't That's it That's brilliant isn't it Because you talked A week or two ago About the uh, nuclear football Didn't you
2: Oh yeah Because it was um, It almost got into Chinese hands On a recent trip And do you remember The story about What um, a mess
3: Was it George H.W. Bush Being sick on the Japanese Prime Minister
2: uh, No that was Oh yeah 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 it was, yeah. Yeah, it was. He was He's um, not very well Jet
3: lag in it mate Bad though, isn't it? Bit of Gsabok, maybe down a red eye. I think I, yeah, I think I am world class at being able to hold down a vomit. Yeah,
2: I, I if I've got opportunity to do one, I'll do it. I will but too. I am, but like, I never
3: puke the next day. Mm. No, but I think After I booze. think because of the upbringing I've had of us just drinking when we were kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, you do learn how to sort of talk your way. You get that juicy jaw, don't you? Juicy you know, juicy jaw? Juicy jaw wet mouth. Yeah. Wet mouth. Where you, the saliva glands, they've been working overtime. The <laughs> and they're, they're just squirting saliva because you're about to be sick. Yeah. If I get to that stage, that's probably the, the sort of the event horizon. Yeah. But if I can keep myself from that, and if, if it, listen, I'll tell you something now, Pete. If I'm sat in the back of a cab at three in the morning, and I've got to stick my head out the window, I'll do it. Because I, I, that 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 short sharp shot will give me a to give me buy me time.
2: I've never, um, I don't think I've ever been sick in a cab uh, or made anyone stop. I'm quite good at that kind of thing. But I, I am very efficient with my sick. So if I need to be sick, cause I'm trying too much because I'm disgusting. <laughs> um, I'll go right, I need to be sick, and yeah. you know, back in the game.
3: Yeah. If you've got tips on how you avoid vomiting <laughs> in inappropriate places, <laughs> hello at lucompetshow <laughs> Uh I was drinking I had, I had terrible um acid ingestion uh drinking
2: in Leicester over the weekend, uh or last weekend. Um Baileys. Was it? Hit the
3: Baileys hard. Yeah, that's not gonna be good for you. That's no, but give it's you it's burn.
2: smooth No, no, but well eventually, but I mean the, the um the milk um can destroy some of the acid. But aren't you still quite, banging like thirty gavascons a day? No, no, I I never take gavascombs. Rennies? No. I thought you had stomach problems. Ranitidine. No, uh, I've I've got some form of IBS. Been on at it for a long time, so I imagine I've got. But it there's as well. no
3: medication for that.
2: Uh, there is. There's, I use Buscopan for the. It's 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 two things. Like people conflate uh, the use of Rennie's antacids with acid with, with <laughs> stomach aches. And you conflated your bowel. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have that. I have like crippling. Stomach pains, like 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 cramps, more than anything else, and I've had it since I was a kid. Got a lot better because I stopped eating egg and chips every day, sw- <laughs> and and you know, dogging bags of um, Haribo.
3: Yeah,
2: I I would eat sweets like food out of bowls. <laughs> Terrible, absolutely. Dreadful. You you were clinically fed
3: up for a long time. It's clinically
2: wasn't fed up for a long time. Yeah. Eating a lot of Toblerone.
3: You dro- yeah, um, I've got I've got an email about stumbling the study centre. Can I read it? Uh, do, you, do you want to present it in the form of
2: a Men Carter? Because we've got a Men- you've got a new Men Carter jingle because uh, somebody sent one in.
3: Yeah, but I wanted to do this email. Oh, okay, I do we'll do, car. Oh, okay. Yeah. let's do my car. Um, we, we need to do an ad break as well. Should we go to an ad break first? All right, then
1: let's do that.
3: There we go. (laughs) That was short and sharp. Yeah, it's alright, isn't it? Very nice. All right. Um, So this is from Jamie uh, Landy. Lando. Good good name, Lando. Um, Landy Carussian. He says. All right, chaps, um, like the gift that keeps on giving, I also have a Stubbington Study Centre story. What is this place? And you'll forgive me, people. this is a good one. I'd love us to go visit Stubbington Study Centre if it's still there. I don't want to. Mate, then we can pop into my mum's for egg and chips. (laughs) Um, Ah, yes. He says, at the end of year six, so for those listening overseas, that will be, what, 11 years old. Mm. uh, My primary school took us for a few days' trip to the Stubbington Study Centre. Much fun was had. Many hours were spent playing the Simpsons classic arcade game, Scroller. Oh, Nice. Uh, Badgers were seen Marge best character Because she's got uh, A lot more reach Because she's uh, carrying a hoover She she used a hoover yeah Mm. Um, Badgers were seen Presumably not in the Simpsons game And little woodland mice Were caught It was fun Now But Towards the end of the trip There was a -a five-a-side Football tournament Between my school And another school Mm. Who were also staying this story does go a bit awry it goes down right. a bit of an, an alleyway that I wasn't particularly comfortable with but I'll leave you to be the judge after the teams were picked I was the starting goalkeeper being 10 oh they 10 there you go we took our tournament seriously we had training sessions we talked tactics and we created a game plan we were ready to take on the world until the team captain and my best friend decided to drop me last minute for Joe Ball's real name sod off Joe Ball's Ballsy? Balzo. a ballsy move Uh, With the biggest injustice of my youth bestowed upon me, I let out a very dramatic hurt. You fucking wanker! (laughs) And I stormed off to sulk. When you're 10, everything seems massive. The house you grew up in, the school you first go to, and the Stubbington Study (laughs) Centre. Never in a million years did I imagine screaming fucking wanker in what turns out as a fairly small plot of land (laughs) to be heard by my teachers and the old boy who runs the centre, but it did. And 10 minutes later, I found myself in the office of said manager who was obviously giving me the telling off of my life, and this is where it goes a little bit weird. Why is he getting involved? Why is
2: the head? Well, of the, why is the owner of the Stubbington Study Centre, swearing centre, yeah. getting involved in um, you know, disciplining children? Because you in his town now. <laughs> <It's> his, <laughs> my it's, rules. It's his way, or the A32. The, the last time we had, it was incredibly lawless. They had a real
3: incarceration problem. They did. Over-incarceration. No, that wasn't at Stubbington Study Centre. Oh, was it? That no. was like, oh, a, that right, was like okay. a different place, yeah. That was in Leicester, wasn't it? I told you. Anyway. Jamie's penance for being such a, a rude young man was decided by the manager um, to explain in excruciating detail what fucking wanker meant. Oh, no. with each word, what what each word individually individually meant. How, when used together, it was actually an oxymoron. I had to write the dictionary definition of each word ten times each. I don't think my parents um, had told me what the birds and the bees were at that point, um, so it was very awkward. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, that's. Not right. You shouldn't be getting children
2: to, uh, you know, describe sexual uh, events, should at you? The very, at the
3: very least, you need an independent witness there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jamie says, to summarise, it's safe to say I was scarred for life. I only ever use the term fucking wankers when it's absolutely necessary for fear of being reminded of that terrible, terrible 30 minutes of my life. Dreadful. Keep up the good work, you fucking wankers. <laughs> <Jamie>. <laughs> uh, he hasn't learned his lesson at all, no. has he? I re- I you'll remember, be round here for thirty minutes of a thrashing. I remember the first time
2: I learnt the word wanker. I also remember the words, first time I w- learnt the word a blow job. Um which I was told was blow jaw. Right. I went home and I said, Ma'am, what's what does wanker mean? Didn't tell me. Ma'am, what's a blow I mean she was probably confused about what I meant, so to be you, honest. So you knew it was a bad word a rude word, so yeah, you asked like, your mother. Yeah.
3: That's weird, isn't
2: it? I asked my mother, oh, what is a blowy? <laughs> uh, blowjaw. I said, said Mum, what's blowjaw? And she's like, I am I don't know how she
3: weaseled out of it. She's like, I literally she don't we- know. Uh,
2: <laughs> I was like, Mum, have you ever done a blowjaw on dad? Oh. That's actually what I said. D- what did your dad say? The dad wasn't, he, he works nights. <laughs> how, was <laughs> you, how was your dad? He by had the way? nothing to do with my upbringing. I was Stuart? Uh, any, any holiday updates sorry, what's he no holiday updates what's he sent me recently he sent me a clipping from what I'm presuming is a right wing newspaper <laughs> a letter from a man who was basically saying why do people uh, insist on uh, uh, scrubbing and saving for uh, houses in uh, London why do people uh, spend so much on sandwiches maybe they should uh, maybe they should go to uh, a town in the middle of nowhere and uh, you know boast of their uh, economy and boast uh, uh, of their community idiot yeah Idiot,
3: man. Um, Stuart. Stewie. Come on. Come on. We're a fan of your work, but come on. <laughs> um, before we do, Mankata, um, I'm not going to read this email because we haven't got time, but someone, also called Jamie, has very smugly emailed me saying I was wrong about the six-month expiry date on cheques. Um, I went on the NatWest website. <laughs> we reserve the right not to pay a cheque that is older than six months. If you Ooh. have a cheque dated six months or more ago, it may not clear, and you should contact the issuer of the cheque and ask for a replacement. Jamie... That's Nat West's words, not mine. And I used to used to work at Lloyd's. And, that, and it was the same process there. If, But it, what it does go on to say is if you do not stop the cheque, there's a possibility it may still be paid. But what uh, I say, Pete, is what I always say. Why well, take the risk? Why take the risk? Cash your cheques, for crying out loud. Mm, cash them.
2: For, for goodness sake. Cash them. I once got a cheque for getting a letter in the Chipper Club, which was a uh, local newspaper kind of dog that was the mascot for the actual I'll ask newspaper. Oh, But I... The thing is, I think it might have been a syndicated uh, matter, even back in the eighties. I don't think uh, the the person who was making the chipper was just doing the Hartley Pull Mail for right. obvious reasons. I think yeah. it was, like it was but what, a, how much it was, was a the check thing. for? It was like it was five quid. It was a substantial amount of money for a kid for a little
3: in end. the 80s in the 80s for a little um there we go but if also on the other side of this if you've sent a check to someone and they've not cashed it after six months cancel <laughs> the fucking thing just cancel it <laughs> yeah you can't t- you can't be blamed for it no exactly yeah there we go i miss those machines in uh, supermarkets where you just go wow do you know what people got themselves in an awful lot of trouble people who i won't mention got themselves in an awful lot of trouble literally writing checks they couldn't cash using those machines back in the day that was me cashing checks are you talking about me uh, well, <laughs> you were involved, but there were people at my university who had their photos put up behind the bar because they kept cash and checks with no money. Really? In car, yeah? that's wonderful. Yeah, and the student union. That's, so. The so nobody's getting the money there. Presumably, they would still. The
2: banks would still have to pay out. wouldn't Well, they?
3: exactly. Yeah, and yeah. you get you get rinsed that down the line for charges and all the rest. Why of Why does yeah. the
2: student union care then? Um, what What's you know? business is the student union. There's a way of paying. The student union has cashed it with good faith. Sounds like the a, banks yeah. should be the banks should be uh, honouring you know, it. Honouring it. So. Sounds
3: like government overreach to me.
2: <laughs> I don't like a centralised government. I'm very much an NRMM
3: member <laughs> in many ways. Um, where's that come from? I uh, don't. Know. We don't have time for men Really? No, let's we do get it out we'll do it next time. We'll do it next time. We we'll, it? We'll, we'll, I will. I will uh, apologise to um, Ilham in Galway. Who did submit it in Men Carter? We will get to it at some point. It's very interesting. Mm. We've run out of time this time around, but next time we will. Um, so, thank you very much for sending it in. And if you have any other stories that um, you think may be worthy of inclusion in this wonderful show that we've put together for you, for your benefit, for nothing, uh, it's hello at lukeandpeachshow um, and, and and that's that. Really lovely old job. Yeah. I'm not
2: a member of the NRA. Uh, I'm actually disgustingly left wing. <laughs> I won't get myself a cleaner.
3: No, he's Brexit. Now we get a load of emails saying, "Oh, Pete Dawson, leave your politics at the door. <laughs> Just stick to the entertainment, mate." I'll say the same thing I said before. He does stick to entertainment. It's not that good. Yeah. Let him branch out. Do you want me to say the c-word again? No. Do you want me to
2: make this podcast dirty? No. All right, we've run out of music. See ya.